What's up, everybody? This is Pastor Darren, and this is the Manhood Moment. I'm going to try to give you one big idea to help you be a more godly man today. Um, topic for today is don't pamper your flesh. Now, before I get into that, I want to invite you to check out our Substack at christendomchronicle.substack.com. There you can see our family newsletters uh, for our family ministry. You can also listen to all the previous episodes of this podcast, read some of the articles that have been written there. It's free to become a subscriber there. That's christendomchronicle.substack.com. There's also a paid membership there. A lot of people use that to help support our ministry. It's like five or six bucks a month, and it doesn't seem like much, but those five or six dollars a month, we have multiple multiple subscribers and those things people subscribe there it helps pay for travel travel expenses and things like that for the ministry that we do and so i um, definitely would appreciate it if you had the extra cup of coffee to spare uh, in order to support our ministry we certainly would appreciate that uh, we speaking of ministry uh, we just came off of a great week of ministry jason storms and i went down to uh, Tennessee, Nashville, and uh, there we had the OSA leadership meeting where we met for a time of prayer and fellowship and worship with a bunch of OSA leaders. We also had a time of prayer and encouragement for our 10 brothers and sisters that are facing federal charges there for uh, standing in the doorway of an abortion clinic on behalf of preborn children. And so I want to ask you guys to continue to pray for those 10 brothers and sisters. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. There's articles all over the place about it. Um, but we spent some time praying for them. It was a great time of prayer. The presence of the Lord was felt, and it was just a, a good time of fellowship and unity, a good time of planning. So then we went from there, and uh, Jason Storms and Rusty Thomas and I flew down to Florida. Jason and I spent the night at Rusty Thomas's house, which is a great blessing. His wife, Kendra, is such an awesome host. Um, and we were blessed to have the time there, eat dinner with their family, and just enjoy some fellowship with them. And we went out to Fort Myers, and we were invited by uh, Tom Askell and the brothers and sisters at Founders Ministries um, to help uh, host an abortion mill outreach as a part of their national conference. And so that was a huge blessing uh, to go out to the abortion mill there in Fort Myers and to speak up on behalf of the preborn. And so good time, good time in ministry there. And then back home today. So uh, it's been a great time of ministry. And when you become a monthly subscriber on here, you help support that ministry work that we're doing. So just five or six bucks a month, just one cup of coffee. Uh, I hope you don't go to Starbucks, but if you do, our seven brewer, whichever one you want to pick. One $5 cup of coffee, and uh, you can help support our ministry. So we appreciate it when you do that. All right, so the topic for today is don't pamper your flesh. Now, I want to be clear what I'm talking about here when I'm talking about the flesh, I'm talking about that sinful nature that dwells in us, that old man, right, that we're at war with, that the Apostle Paul writes about in Romans chapter uh, Romans chapter 7 or in Galatians when he talks about the desires of the flesh and the war of the flesh, the war between the flesh and the spirit that Paul lays out there in Galatians chapter 5. That's what I'm talking about. And what I want to encourage you men to do on this episode is to not pamper your flesh. Now, when I'm talking about pampering your flesh, of course, you know what pampering means, right? It's to make comfort, to make it comfortable, to make a way for it, right? To make a place for it. And there, we live in a culture that is full of decadence and ease, full of the pampering of the flesh. And there are four ways that I want to talk about here that we tend to pamper our, our flesh. And I want to share four ways that you can work against the pampering of the flesh um, in the time that I have left in this episode. So four ways we pamper our flesh. Number one is we pamper our flesh through ease. 
we just live in a world and and like the ease is not necessarily a bad thing the creation of technology to help us be able to better manage you know our time and so forth is not bad with the cell phone we have you know like 500 servants walking around in our pocket all the time you know we have you know machines to wash our clothes we have machines to wash our dishes you know we have machines to cut our help cut our grass and so on and so forth there's nothing wrong with any of this technology except for when we only use it to create ease in our lives and then we never have to work hard at anything and there are some people that that is their life they're just constantly looking for ways not to do hard work and that's a very dangerous thing especially for a man because when you don't use the energy that God has given you to pursue the calling that he's given you, you tend to use that energy to do bad things. And that's where the pampering of the flesh comes in. Number two would be overindulgence. This is when we take something that's a good gift from God and we overindulge ourselves with it. So like the first example with this that comes to mind is eating. You know, God has given us food and there's a time for feasting. The Bible teaches that there's a time for feasting and feasting is a tremendous blessing from the Lord. Uh, you know, we're coming off of a season of feasting here with, with Christmas. You know, I gained some weight during the Christmas season. Now I'm hitting the gym and I'm, I'm going to talk about some of what I'm doing here in a minute, but you know, I'm hitting the gym a little bit harder and I'm working on the diet, taking out, you know, br breaking it down to the base nutritional needs that I have because we're out of that time of feasting now. And overindulgence is when we're just constantly indulging ourselves. For example, with food, we're eating more than what we need to eat. Are we eating all kinds of things that are bad for us that taste good? So we're indulging the taste buds, but they're not really valuable or useful for our body. This is overindulgence, and it provides a way of pampering the flesh. There are other things we overindulge in, too. I mean, you know, I could go into all kinds anything that has an appetite. Any appetite you have has a possibility of being overindulged, right? So overindulgence. And that brings me to number three, which is pornography, and that is an indulgence that is an indulging of the sexual urges in a way that doesn't honor God, right? Pornography makes men soft because it provides a way for them to fulfill their sexual urges without the pursuit of a woman and without the, the, the pursuit or without loving her, providing for her, protecting her, making a home for her, to raise children with her and so forth. And instead it allows men to fulfill their sexual, their sexual urges in a completely um, complete fantasy world that is completely disconnected from without reality. And a lot of times men can be guilty of, um, of pampering their flesh by making easy that which should be challenging. And one of those things is the pursuit of a woman. Lovemaking should be a challenging thing for a man. Not challenging like something that you don't look forward to doing, of course, but something that requires work and effort on your part, the pursuit of a woman, the marrying of her, the caring for her, the raising of the having and raising of children with her. Pornography takes all of that away. And what it does instead is it replaces that with a quick, you know, instead of all that I just said a minute ago, you know, instead it's a quick fix, you know, and he doesn't pursue a woman. He doesn't make a house for her. He doesn't protect and provide for her. He doesn't have children with her. Instead, the woman just becomes the object of his lust on the internet. And that, that really wrecks a man's life. And that's an indulgence of the flesh. It's, it's the pampering of the flesh, the fulfilling of the desire in a way contrary to the way that God designed for it to work. 
The fourth would be comfort. And I'm getting on this episode's going to be a little long. I can tell already. But comfort. There, there's nothing wrong with comfort. Comfort's not bad. You know, I'm sitting in my house right now. We're in the middle of a freaking ice storm here in Indiana. I hate cold weather. <laughs> We're moving to Florida, and I'm so looking forward to it. You know, Florida has its challenges as well. But right now, I'm, we're having an ice storm in Indiana. It's really cold outside. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not cold at all as I talk to you because I live in a house that has heat and air conditioning. So whatever the temperature is outside, I pretty much can make myself comfortable inside. And I can walk from my house to the car, and I get a little cold outside, but then I got heat in the car. And I don't have to walk to wherever I have to go. I just get in my car, and I'll drive in my car, and it'll take me, you know, one-eighth the time it would have taken me to walk. And I'll be able to be nice and warm, and I don't even have to listen to whatever's on the radio. I can just plug in my cell phone, and I can pick the song that I want to listen to. You see what I mean? It's just just constant comfort all the time. And the avoidance, comfort's not a bad thing, but when your whole life becomes about the avoidance of hardship, that can become a pampering of the flesh, not ever doing the hard thing. If you think about it, these things run contrary to much of what the scripture says. You know, Jesus repeatedly had this message of denying yourself. Luke 9, 23 and 24. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Matthew 8, 34 and 35. And calling the crowd uh, with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Matthew 16, 24, and 26. Then Jesus told the disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And then, of course, the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 2, 20, he says, I have crucified, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. That's a passage about the new birth, right? I, the old man has been crucified. Galatians 5 tells us about the crucifixion of the old man with all of its fleshly desires and new life in the Holy Spirit, right? And so Romans 12, 1 and 2, of course, says, you know, I urge you, therefore, brothers, and by view of the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is your true and proper or your spiritual act of worship. I could go on and on with these Bible verses that tell us that we need to deny ourselves. We need to deny the flesh, right? And that's a hard thing to do in our culture because, like I said, we live in a culture of ease and decadence and comfort. And so I'm, I'm already over here, but I want to give you these four spiritual disciplines that help us to not pamper the flesh, right? That, that instead help us to strengthen our, our spiritual walk with the Lord. The first one is fasting. It is hard to overestimate the value of fasting in the life of a Christian, right? The denial, the denying of your body of food, which is your basest urge, your basest desire, right? It's your basest appetite, your most basic appetite. What you do when you fast, you take 24 or 48 72 hours a week. My friend Rusty Thomas told me one time he fasted for 40 days. I wouldn't recommend starting with that, but you deny your body food and instead you do what's number two on the list, which is to pray, right? So the denial of food to your body so that when you get hungry, instead of eating at your earliest hunger pain and making yourself comfortable, right? And feeding your desire, instead you deny that desire and what you do instead of eating is you do the second thing here, which is you pray, 
right? You go and you spend time before the Lord, and instead of fulfilling your body's physical desire, you nourish yourself spiritually, praying before the Lord. So fasting and praying. Number three is hardship. Allow yourself to endure hardship. Men who never endure, endure hardship become very weak men. And so sometimes you got to be intentional about this. This is things like there are some popular ways of doing this in our society today. Things like the cold bath thing, the ice bath thing. I tend to like that. I think that's a good thing. You know, spend three minutes in there. Now, that that's not necessarily a spiritual good, but it can be a spiritual good for a Christian. Just like fasting. Some people do intermittent fasting. They don't know the Lord that has no value to them at all whatsoever. But for a Christian, it has tremendous value. Same thing with the ice bath. The making yourself endure hardship and drawing near to the Lord and your enduring of hardship will strengthen you in the day that you actually have to endure hardship because hardship comes knocking on your door, right? So the ice bath challenge, lifting heavy weight, doing cardio, right? Putting your body through hardship, the buffeting of the body, the Apostle Paul says, right, is a valuable thing for the Christian, right? It helps us to, we're not pampering the flesh, we're buffeting the flesh, we're strengthening. And in this case, I'm using the word flesh a little bit differently here, so I need to I need to tease that out just a little bit here, because the word flesh is used two ways. One is the sinful nature, and the other is the physical body. The physical body is not evil, so that sense, the flesh is not evil, but Within our physical body dwells this sinful nature, and we have to buffet the physical body and buffet ourselves spiritually for the sake of putting off the flesh, right? And so that's what I'm talking about here. I don't want to confuse those two things. So hardship is a way of buffeting the physical body, and through that also buffeting the, the sinful aspect, the sinful flesh that dwells within us, the sinful nature that dwells within us. So something like working out, something like doing cardio, something like you know, taking a cold shower rather than taking a 10, 15 minute hot shower where you just rest and relax for hours, you take a cold shower instead, right? Allowing yourself to go through hardship. And then number four would be the discipline of a schedule. This is a big one for men in our culture. I struggle with this one, to be honest. I'm working on this one this year. I know guys that'll stay up in the middle of the night. Now, this is not me. I don't play video games. But I know guys will stay up in the middle of the night, two, three o'clock in the morning playing video games with their friends, and then they don't wake up until 11, 12 o'clock the next day. You know, don't do that. The Bible repeatedly talks about the benefit of waking up early, right? So set an alarm and get out of bed, right? Discipline yourself. Discipline your, your body, and that will help with the denial of the flesh. Why? Well, because those times that you, again, don't give yourself space for the pampering of the flesh, right? David, when did David fall into sin with Bathsheba? When the kings go out to war right? Instead of doing what the scripture says he should have been doing, he left an open space, and in that open space came sin, right? The pampering of the flesh led, way, led the way to sin. So if you should be going to sleep, and instead you're staying up by yourself into the wee hours of the morning, that leaves an opening, and that's many times when men will get into watching pornography or They'll end up in an adulterous affair because of some communications that are happening when everybody else is asleep. And it just seems like sin is a lot easier in the nighttime, right? So don't do that. Turn the video games off. Turn the computer off. Turn the phone off. Go to bed at a decent hour. Wake up at a decent hour. 
and discipline your flesh, discipline your body to do what you tell it to do rather than making yourself a victim to the urges of your body, right? That's what soft men do. Soft men follow their body's every urge and they and do it in the pampering of their flesh in that way. They make way for the pampering of the sinful nature. Don't do that. Resist that. Instead, be a hard man. Soften the heart toward the Lord, but harden your body seeking to honor and serve the Lord and putting off sin by the power of his grace and mercy. All right, so this one was a little longer today, brothers, but I hope that it was a blessing to you. God bless.